What up, y'all? Y'all listening to Here, which stands for Horsey Embraces the Anxious Ride, and I'm your host, Horace. Humans are social creatures. I believe we've established that from the very beginning of this season, and they long for connection. But how does one connect when they feel disconnected with ADHD? I remember I went over this briefly. I remember I spoke briefly in episode 11 about disconnection, but I need to remind everyone that the power of friendship and connection is so important for people with ADHD. With all the traits of ADHD that we've gone over, how does one connect and make friends and find friends with ADHD? Well, keep listening because I'm going to get right into it. First off, disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist. I am just somebody who is very fascinated with the psychology behind ADHD. Being diagnosed with ADHD myself, I am here to provide a safe space, peace, and hopefully learn a thing or two about you, myself, and the world around us. Because we all need a safe space and in this day and age and all the turmoil and to share optimism. I'm here to hear. Let's embrace the anxious ride together. So first off, happy Halloween. Hope you had a great Halloween week. Hopefully you got some trick-or-treating in. Do you have kids? Do you go trick-or-treating yourself? Let me know in the comments. Let's get right into social situations with ADHD. So ADHD people tend to be socially awkward. There's many reasons for this. ADHD people are just aware of their odd behaviors and they tend to hold back in public settings because they're afraid to offend other people. They also don't want to make a fool of themselves and that's why they tend to hold back and stay quiet in large social situations. That quiet kid in the corner might be just suppressing all their energy and excitement with ADHD. Some disrupt the class and can be labeled class clowns. But there are those people, and I was one of them, that tended to just stay quiet and said, I can't do this. I will look like a fool. ADHD people tend to also have impulsive decisions on that note where they can say something wrong that offends people. And when people are offended, they remember and then they just say, this guy's really mean and they tend not to want to be this person's friend. Another aspect is just indifference. Indifference is categorized as something where we ADHD folk chase dopamine. You ever wonder why new things seem super exciting and then immediately after you get used to it, you immediately seek the next best thing and we forget to keep pushing on? It's because of that lack of dopamine. That initial new novelty of the activity or object or materialistic object, you get super excited to get that object. You get super into it. But once you get used to it, you're fascinated. Your fascination of that object or activity is over. You kind of just start feeling, eh, it's boring. So one good example I can provide that I go through is I still play a card game. And with trading card games, they always have to come out with new sets to replace the old sets because people play the same decks over and over. And you need to keep people's interest in the game by releasing new cards. And so with that, you get people to spend money, of course. But I'm just here focusing on the ADHD addiction aspect. And you can see 
where that ADHD addiction plays comes into play because we constantly crave dopamine. And so with indifference, with relationships, friendships in general, if you always see them all the time, you kind of take them for granted and you don't want to take them for granted. But sometimes with your brain, it just tends to happen that way. And that's unfortunate, but some friends may find that, well, you're kind of just taking advantage of my friendship and my kindness. Why do I have to spend and waste time with you? And so this can cause loved ones and friends to fall out of friendships because they have trouble getting your full attention and you just no longer listen to them intently. People with ADHD also prefer smaller circles rather than being the popular one of the class because they really value the honesty and integrity of a friendship. And so you'll notice that ADHD people will be very selective with the people that they hang out with. These are some difficulties of ADHD people in social situations. There are still countless others, but I just name one example where I tended to keep quiet all the time in class or in large parties or group settings because I was just afraid that I would say something wrong because I usually try to say things on my mind but when I say things on my mind I don't think before I say it and I blurt out from impulsivity and there can be those social miscues some sort of miscommunication and misunderstanding that causes me to look stupid in front of other the whole group of people and then I feel ashamed and then that triggers my rejection-sensitive dysphoria or RSD that we've gone over a couple times in previous episodes, such as episode number 14. But not all hope is lost. There are so many activities out there that can be attractive to the ADHD folk. And if you join these activities, perhaps a local community where you live, you might be able to meet other people with potentially ADHD as well and connect on that level. It actually just so happens that for some reason, people with ADHD tend to naturally gravitate towards one another. There's a coworker of mine that I've been chatting with a lot more lately, and she and I tended to connect with a lot of life values, a lot of things that kind of make sense in the workplace, a kind of things that how we see friendships, relationships, work ethic, we kind of go hand in hand in that way. And so I'm starting to realize that this person could be more than just a peer or a coworker. It's a potential friend. And I realized after talking to her about symptoms of ADHD, it started to click in her mind that she potentially could have ADHD because she's gone through a lot of these symptoms and recounts events from her past that could constitute ADHD. Then I shared that I've read in a previous book that ADHD people tend to gravitate towards each other, and I feel that it is true. Another example I could provide is an old swim teammate I had. He was considered the swim team clown. He always disrupted swim lessons. He always got in trouble, had to swim extra laps because a swim coach would punish him, and nobody wanted to be his friend because he was so outspoken, loud, annoying. I ended up connecting him. I was quiet, reserved, but I don't know why I connected him. But now it kind of makes sense when I think back to it. He does have ADHD because he's very focused. Swimming did help him provide that focus. But he is still, in this current day, a good friend of mine. He really gets into the things that he's interested in. 
his hobbies. He dwells really into it and he's extremely focused and laser focused, hones into the hobbies that he loves, such as aquariums and gun range shooting. Now, on that note, you can find your own friends too. And it will take some time. It's a process that's labeled as assortative mating. It's a process which partners have to find other people that exhibit similar behaviors as themselves, and thus it leads to attraction to one another. In the case of my coworker, we tended to bond over similar work ethic and similar ADHD traits and the Asian American upbringing. As for my swim team friend example, I tended to bond with him over his type of humor, his jokes, and the type of interest that he had, including swimming, music, and card games back in the day. It's really important to seek out those friendships and seek out those people. I know it will take time, but trust me, it's super worth it because those people are potential lifelong friends that can support you and be there for you because for ADHD folk, quality matters much more over quantity. And I feel that with those quality friends, you know that they'll always be there to support you, to be with you, to guide you when there's times of struggle, negativity, and anxiety. Just to give you a quick example of some ADHD supportive activities, maybe you can look up some community events where you live with these activities that promote positivity with ADHD. I just did a quick Google search and it yielded a lot of results. A lot of these actually I can relate to. Board games, dancing, even just working out is considered a hobby. Scavenger hunts, swimming, music lessons, motorcycling, sports. These are just a few examples that from a quick Google search in less than 10 seconds spit out for me. And I gotta say, I actually could relate to more than half of these. I enjoy playing board games. I get really into it. I used to exercise a little bit more, but I love swimming. Swimming, when I was in the swim team, thinking back, it did provide me focus and it's extremely repetitive and it helps me achieve those little goals. Motorcycling, I still do that right now. I did an episode on that back then with episode 22 and episode 7. Even sports and music lessons because it gives the ADHD brain something to do, but also helps to promote that creative side of the brain. Look for these activities around. It doesn't have to be these activities. There's plenty of activities out there, and I'm sure there's a lot more out there that can support your ADHD brain. I'm just listing a few examples for you to start from. But there's plenty of ADHD support groups out there. There's resources that you can look up. WebMD has a great article about ADHD friendships. There's also books that you can read about how to connect with somebody. I always suggest this book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Although it's not specific for ADHD people, it's a great book by Dave Carnegie that I suggest that everybody should read. But the main thing is believe in yourself Making friends is difficult, ADHD or not. I'm focusing on the ADHD folk and I hear you. Having those traits of ADHD makes it a struggle to make true friends sometimes and people find you weird, 
but don't give up because there are people out there that will see you for who you are and love you for who you are. They will appreciate you because don't forget, ADHD people, they are strong with their emotions. And with our emotions, a lot of the honest truth just tends to come out and that's just how we are. And who doesn't love that honesty with integrity? Seek out some ADHD-friendly communities. Sometimes you might just find individuals that are naturally close to you. They could have ADHD, but they're undiagnosed. Because supportive friendships are important on mental health and just being able to be at peace. You're helping yourself and you're helping others. Well, hopefully you learned something today from all my blabbering. If you found it entertaining or you just like my episodes on ADHD or mental health, please consider giving me a follow or a positive rating on whatever platform you listen to. Please share this with any loved ones who are impacted by ADHD. You can always follow me at The Anxious Ride on Instagram. If you have any topics for me to cover, any questions or comments, you can always email me at theanxiousride at gmail.com. Once again, thank you so much for listening. From the bottom of my heart, you can listen to any other ADHD or mental health podcasts out there, but you chose to spend time with me. For that, I am grateful. Till then, please stay safe, keep the rubber side down, and let's enjoy that anxious ride. Peace. I'll see you next week.